Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Hall. I am Maria, and I'm here without my co-host. You are joining for Tea Time with Maria. Today, we are talking Aurora Tea Garden's Dead Over Heels. I'm going to start with my synopsis. I'm going to read my final thoughts, and then we will start it off. So here's the synopsis. Librarian and real crime buff Aurora, like Detective Sergeant Burns, She also never wanted to see him dead, but when he winds up murdered, she can't help get involved. So, I took that from the Hallmark app. I didn't write that. I'm not good at writing those things like Cassie is. So, my final thoughts are, this was a good one. I liked how when the Real Murders Club has... A meeting, you try to think that it has to do with what they are talking about in the movie, but not always is that how it goes. But I really should have been listening more to context clues of like CIA and other things. And then in parentheses, I said Tim was CIA. Let me start it off, and it is winter in Lawrenceton, and Aurora is working at the library. She is finishing up printing off some stuff for the club, and Lillian is there, and she's just so funny. She's just a no-fuss kind of person, and I think that's really great. Aurora leaves work, and she's out by her car, and she gets grabbed, and I was so worried there. I don't know why I just always am, but a cop wants Martin to stop by his house and not the station, and I said, is that fishy or what? And he doesn't want a phone call. He tells Aurora to stay out of it. This is not her place. So Aurora the next day is with Sally trying to fix her water pump outside, and she's trying to tell Sally about Martin's friend Tim Prentice that is coming to dinner, and she's clearly trying to set them up. And she tells her, Aurora tells Sally about Captain Burns, the chief of police, coming to talk to Aurora last night about Martin. And then all of a sudden you see this airplane and Sally said that airplane is flying awfully low and then a body is pushed out of the plane and lands on Aurora's property and I screamed what the heck and then we come to realize that it is Captain Burns so then Lynn is on the case she's out there and she's asking Aurora what the type of plane it was. It was a single-engine prop plane with a blue stripe. And Lynn asks, how does this always happen to you? And Aurora said um, something to the effect of, like, she's uncertain or it just does. But she asks Lynn, or she said to Lynn that she thought she saw a stab wound. And Lynn was like, I'm not going to talk about this with you, Aurora. Which she always says that. And Sally, poor Sally, is in shock. She was holding on to pliers. I'm sure it's not what that was, but she puts them in the fridge. (laughs) Oh, poor thing. And Martin finally shows up. He was on business. He was in Seattle. And Aurora tells Martin that she 
believes that the body was meant to be seen, found on her land. And because her home is an active crime scene investigation, they decide if they should have dinner or not that night, and they do. And Tim comes over, Martin's new friend, and Aida and John are there. And Aida says that the community lost a prominent member of the a prominent member of their police force and the community and that it is a tragedy not a mystery but i disagree because if someone falls out of a plane and lands on my property i think that is quite a big mystery <laughs> tim said that maybe it was a dare that someone was challenging aurora to solve it which in hindsight you're like why did he say that and they all get ready to leave. And Martin says to Aurora, would you grab my jacket? And she grabs it and a ring box falls out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And she's just like, no. <laughs> he told her he had a present for her. And she's like, no, thank you. And the mayor of Lawrenceton is in charge of putting inactive who is going to be the chief of police and she gives Lynn the title of acting chief for the time being and this other guy detective Lambert he's a thumbs down the whole time he's wanting in on the Captain Burns murder case like he's trying to wedge his way in and not in the best way he just seems a little fishy so, Chief Burns, his wife is Lillian's sister. Bess is her name. And Aurora and Sally go to talk to Bess. And it is such an odd interaction. Ro asks Bess how she's doing and that it must have been a shock. And Bess says back to Ro, was it a shock for you? But in the most monotone voice. Like, she's not really that broken up. Apparently, she is sick, though, because they were talking to a doctor. Maybe it was, like, about shock or something. I don't know. But when they, when Aurora and Sally leave, even Sally was like, it's kind of weird, right? Aurora and all of her club members meet up for real murders club and they're going to talk about bonnie and clyde syndrome and a bunch of new people join and i'm like oh this is great i i love that they get more people but as she's like let's talk about bonnie and clyde syndrome which is known as hybristophilia a form of paraphilia involving sexual attraction to people who have committed some sort of outrage or crime. And, I mean, if you know anything about Bonnie and Clyde, that is quite, <laughs> quite an understanding. And all of the people at club are wanting to talk about Captain Burns. Aurora puts it to a vote and she's like, hey, Raise your hand if you want to talk about Bonnie and Clyde syndrome. And she was, like, the only one. And everybody else was like, we want to talk about Captain Burns. So, 
at the meeting, Tim Prentice steps up to help, and he's like, let's talk about facts, not hunches. And the facts about the killer are that they can fly and are strong enough to push a body out of the plane. And a list of suspects that I have, and that I think other people had, were Bess and Detective Lambert. Roe ended up looking up Bess. Now it's a new day. Roe ended up looking up Bess on the computer, and she was pictured with her husband in front of the plane, like the one that Captain Burns was pushed off. But I just, I don't know why his wife would murder him, unless she was involved with another person, just like Bonnie and Clyde sort of situation. And Aurora gets a phone call, but no one is there. And it's a hang-up. Just really odd. And Aurora gets to work. And Lillian's keys were in the door when Aurora got to the library. And Lillian was attacked at the library. So Aurora calls the cops and Arthur is there. And he's like, it was a robbery. Her purse is missing. I'm going to mark it as a robbery. And Aurora's like, Arthur... Her brother-in-law was murdered. This was not some coincidence. There's a reason why Lillian was attacked. And they end up finding her dumpster, or her dumpster, <laughs> her purse in the dumpster. So it really wasn't a robbery. And this Detective Lambert really wants to talk to Martin and wants Lynn to talk to Martin because he is just so certain that he thinks Martin has something to do with this. And Aurora is back at work doing some research, only she's not doing research. She's looking through Lillian's email. And Tim shows up, and he kind of surprises Ro while she's looking at that. And he's like, should you be doing that? And she's like, oh, no. And he wants Sally's phone number. But I said, do I dare put him as a suspect? And Aurora thinks Lillian knows who killed Chief Burns. That's why she was attacked. Martin says to Aurora and Sally that they need to leave the case alone. Lynn said that Lillian will only make a statement if she talks to Aurora. So Aurora goes to the hospital with Lynn and it is so funny. Lillian is so strange when Aurora gets there. She said to Aurora that she's in terrible danger, that she feels it. And then Bess comes in and Lillian starts acting almost childish. Like it all was a bit strange and Bess pulls Aurora aside and she wants to sell the house. It's too much for her to live there, which I totally understand. I I don't know if I'd want to live in the home that my husband of over 20 years and I would want to live in, you know? And now Aurora's like, yeah, I'll talk to my mom or whatever. As Aurora is leaving, Detective Lambert, like, is at the hospital, pulls her aside and is starting to, like, I don't know, I wouldn't definitely say, basically, he is, like, trying to bully her into getting some answers. And she uses Tim's advice that 
Lambert is building a case on hunches, not facts. And I just don't like him. He's so suspicious. But maybe not the killer, because why would the killer want to know all the facts? So I'm still just at a loss. And Aurora talks with her mom, and Aida is right. The house would be a grief for Bess. I just know that. Aida is glad that Aurora found the ring box, though. <laughs> she definitely wants Aurora to get married. Ro is very hesitant about marriage, which I totally understand. I I would be too in, in any sense of the matter. Pete Lambert is the detective's name. And Lynn is very worried about Pete becoming police of, chief of police. She, I feel so bad for her. She is just so stressed. And we learn that Bess knows how to fly a plane. I said, does Pete Lambert know? <laughs> Let it go, Maria. And then Aurora wants to see if Bess could move a body out of a plane. So she and Sally go to the airport. Sally goes to interview the airport manager, while Aurora tests her best theory with a gym bag that they got from the gym that Perry Dell works at. <laughs> it was so funny. He's like, just have this back so I don't get in trouble. Put it by the dumpster. So Chief Burns and Bess would go flying every Sunday, and Chief Burns had a set of keys that the plane... Oh, had a set of keys. And the plane was back when the manager got to the airport that Monday morning, or that following morning, whichever one it was. And Detective Lambert shows up to the airport while Sally and Aurora are there. And I just do not like him. So, Aurora gets home, and her the look on her face is just crazy, because she's she looks scared almost or confused I don't know but someone broke into Aurora's house and left flowers with a card that says I'm watching you and I'm like that's terrifying so Martin gets worried and he and Tim are going to install a security system even though there were no signs of forced entry at her house. So whoever broke in had to be very good at what they were doing. And she tells Martin, no, I don't want this. I'll just, what did she say? She's like, Martin was like, well, sorry, I'm trying to think. You have to get like a dog or something. And she's like, I'll get a cat. And he's like, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> that was so funny. So, Aurora said to her mom, please take some pictures at Bess's house. I really would like to see some pictures. And Aida was like, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, but you take pictures of every other house. And she's like, no. But Aida gets to Bess's house and Bess said to Aida that she is not feeling tied down anymore. And that's why she's 
getting rid of the house. And Aida is like, um, could I take some pictures? Because I think she thinks like Bess has something to do with it. She's like, this is a little too fishy for you to be like, I want out of my home and everything. So Aida takes pictures of the house, which I thought that was really smart of her. We cut to Lynn, who is talking with the mayor about how she believes Lambert wants Chief Burns's job and is trying to insert his way into the case. And the mayor's like, okay. And then all of a sudden Lambert comes in and he's like, oh, hey, mayor, golf later. And Lynn is like, are you freaking kidding me? And I just, you just feel so bad for Lynn this entire episode because she lost someone on her team. She lost someone that guided her and I'm sure a friend. And it's so difficult. And then we move to Aurora looking through the pictures and has found a picture that connects her and Bess together with these peonies. And it maybe seems like kind of fishy. How did she get these peonies and how did Aurora get these peonies? Well, Perry is there. He just makes me laugh so hard because I love that everybody's always like, oh, well, you know, he did do time. And it's like, oh, my gosh, people can be reformed. He's fine. He's so funny. But he says to Aurora, you know, uh, thanks for getting the gym bag back or something like that. And Aurora was like, we we didn't. And so that was even fishier. I was like. Um, how did it get back there? Well, Aurora gets another dial and hang up. And now she is trying to tell Martin that she thinks Pete is trying to frame Martin. And Aurora telling Martin that he is too controlling really hurt. I know she wants to be independent, but I think she, but I think she really hurt him. And I think he's making a mistake in leaving the house. He does kiss her before he leaves, so he doesn't leave angry, but maybe hurt. And I know it's all because she's gotten herself into this and tells Martin that she went to the airport. And I just, I don't know, at this point with the calling, it just seems like someone is trying to intimidate her, which always happens. And Aida is worried about Aurora being home alone. And then all of a sudden, someone comes into her house and she's like, What? What is going on? And then all of a sudden, there is a cat on her um, table in a carrying case. And so she takes, like, a giant candlestick holder. And I said, who is it? Because someone's out walking on her porch. And she's like, maybe that was who it was. I said, who is it, Tim? Because he was there 
when she said something about the cat. And I was like, oh no. And she hit him. And you know who it was? It was John, poor John. But he saw someone leaving the house. And so she said, I locked the both doors when Martin left. So this person had to have a way to get into the house quick and easy. It, it's just too much. Poor thing. So Martin says that he'll stay at the house. And Aurora is looking through her iPad, looking at pictures in Captain Burns's office. She goes downstairs to tell Martin that she thinks it has to do with David Anson, a software mogul who, in turn, Martin tells her was a hit, a professional hit. He was murdered in Seattle. Fishy. And Aurora gets back to work the next day, and Lillian is back being herself at the library, only she's still not remembering everything. She's, you know, struggling. And then, all of a sudden, I said, wait, Tim is one of the only few that heard the cat comment. Tim was on my list big time. And then we get to Chief Burns's memorial at the church and the mayor is going to pick the chief of police and do you know who she picked? I was like, she's going to pick that stupid Lambert. I just know it. She picked Arthur. <laughs> Lynn's husband. What in the world? He is so sweet and and Aida is just badgering, badgering, badgering poor Arthur about the case and how Aurora's home was broken into. And I'm like, oh, poor Arthur. He is just going to struggle with this, I don't know, with this police business. Tim, who worked in intelligence, which also should really just make you question everything, um, found that phone number that was calling Aurora, and Aurora takes the number down and goes to give it to Arthur. And she does. She gives it to Arthur. And I just, again, I still don't like Pete Lambert, but maybe it's just because he just seems like such a jerk. And Ro calls the phone number back, and do you know who answers? Perry Dell. And why would he have that phone? What in the world? And then all of a sudden, Arthur was stabbed. And I, I cannot believe it. It is insane. And poor Martin is the one that found the body. And all of a sudden around the corner comes Pete Lambert. And he's like, I'm going to have to talk to you about this. And I'm like, all right. I. I want to start a working theory of what I have. And this is really far into the movie for my working theory. But I think they, whoever it is, is trying to make Perry the fall guy with stalking because he has a prior record, obviously. And I almost think someone planted the phone on Perry and then stabbed Arthur. And I bet it was the same knife that was used to stab Detective Burns. I'm not, 
I'm I'm certain Bess has nothing to do with it anymore. Um, I at that point I was just like, how could she? She's so small, and Sally is leaving after everything they say. You know, the police said it. We're all free to go. Sally leaves with Tim. I just felt uneasy for her at that point. Is that weird or what? I don't know. But Aurora stayed behind to wait for Martin. And apparently they have tickets placing Martin in Seattle the day David Anson was murdered, showing how easy for someone who knows how to change that kind of stuff could change a flight manifest and put... um put people on there. But also Detective Lambert lived in Seattle when Anson died. And then after Arthur is stabbed, it's just such a whirlwind. Poor Lynn is at the hospital and I I I felt so bad for just the entire episode. You just feel so bad for Lynn. And I find it so funny that I would say those things because usually you know how I am where I'm like, oh, Lynn. But this time I'm just like, I feel so bad for her. And Arthur finally comes around and he's like, check my pocket. There's a phone number in it. So she finds it and he's like, Pete followed me. And then I went to the restroom, but waited. And then that's when it happened or something. And then Pete told Arthur that the crime rate was about to spike. And I thought that just sounded very threatening, as if he felt threatened that Arthur was the chief of police. And then we cut to Martin going home, and he got to the front door, unlocked it, and gets hit over the head by Detective Lambert. And you're just like, what the heck? (sighs) Aurora goes... (sighs) I can't remember how this is, but Lillian... Aurora goes to Bess's house... To find, oh, gal, I'm sorry. Aurora goes to Bess and Detective Burns's house to see everything in his office because she had saw that picture while Pete had come by and taken everything from it. And Sally goes to lunch with Tim. And Tim's, like, putting into Sally's mind that he has something to connect Martin. I don't know. It was all really odd. And Aurora goes to Bess's house. Pete took everything from Burns's office. And, excuse me, I didn't mean to yawn there. We get to Martin's house and... Lambert has just gone absolutely rogue, like insane. And Aurora keeps trying to get a hold of Martin. It's just not working. And he's like, people are going to get suspicious when I don't answer the phone. And he's like, whatever. You 
you were in the CIA, you knew how to do all those, the move that murdered all those people. And, and he's like, it wasn't me. I would never do that. I wasn't in Seattle at the time. And, and Aurora still, she can't get a hold of Martin. And Tim is at the library looking for Aurora. And, and, wait, I missed a whole big part. Okay. Let me jump back a bit because that's when I knew who the killer was. Lillian remembered David Anson because Aurora went to talk to her. And then she went to go, Aurora went to go to Bess's house. So Aurora was like, do you remember, do you remember David Anson? She's like, I don't know, maybe. She's like, if I showed you the thing, the sketch, would you remember she showed her a picture of David Anson. She's like, yeah, he looks like someone I know. Well, Burns must have told Lillian who, who killed David Anson. So she knew. And, and I, at that point, was like, wait, it's Tim. Tim is the killer, right? And then that's when Tim takes uh, Sally to lunch to be like, it's Martin. And then, finally, Aurora uh, shows up at the library where Tim is at the library. Martin, get he breaks out, and he's like, I've got to get to Aurora. She knows everything. Lynn shows up, and she's like, Lambert, are you okay? He was just like, he messed up so bad. As it turns out, the pictures that... Uh, Pete Lambert had were pictures that Tim had taken and Tim was following Anson, this David Anson. He murdered him. He murdered Chief Burns and he set up Martin and was stalking Aurora. And Aurora was so smart the entire time. She kept talking to Tim so that Martin could sneak up on him and Martin jumps on him, and Lillian just stood there while they were fighting. It was so funny, and she kept, she had her notebook in her hand, and she was like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, so, they get Tim. I don't know what happened with Pete Lambert. He's hopefully off the force. He went too rogue. He did a bad job. And we get to this medal of honor ceremony and at the end Lillian said to Aurora thank you for saving my life and Aurora doesn't say you're welcome she said Lillian would you like a cat <laughs> oh it's so funny but Aurora and Martin are back at her house and she brings up the ring box, and that made me laugh. She's like, I found a ring box, and Martin's like, those were cufflinks. The present he got her was a book on Bonnie and Clyde signed by the author. It was so cute. But I just, I said, I wonder if Lambert ever got fired. He went way too overboard. And then is Arthur going to stay the chief of police even after he's been stabbed? Ugh, so much. 
So there was that. That was Dead Over Heels. And I just... I loved it. It was so good. It was... It it really had me thinking, like, was Pete Lambert the one? But then as everything went on and on, they were like, CIA, he is intelligence. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Of course, this guy knew everything about Aurora because he was CIA, and then he was stalking her. So that was just really awesome. So there you have it. Um, Let's say next week will be both Cassie and I, then the following week will just be Cassie. And then I want to heads up for everyone in October. I am getting married, so we are taking one week off. We hope you understand. We'll let you all know. Um, so thanks for sticking around. Be sure to check us on Instagram. That's what the hall zero one. You can follow along there. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am M-K-A-T What the Hall and Cassie is C-A-S-S What the Hall. And you can interact with us there. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. It's What the Hall on Facebook. So just check us out anywhere you can. Interact with us there. If you have any movies you want us to watch, let us know. We'd be more than happy to. We've got our countdown to Christmas going on already. <laughs> We've had a countdown to Christmas going on for a long time. Uh, the Hallmark app has a countdown to Christmas, so it tells you when it starts. And I check mine every few days because Cassie has ruined me. And it for countdown to Christmas, movies start in one month and 16 days. So there's that. That's when I'm recording this. So it'll be less than that in a few days. So thanks for sticking around. Have a great day. We'll see you. See you. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Bye.